I invite you to turn with me in your Bibles. I want the last message of this year to be a message of hope. And it's found in Deuteronomy. We're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 33. Go with me to Deuteronomy 33. Just as a reiteration, this coming Tuesday night, we have a uh, New Year's Eve service from 1030 uh, until into the new year, ringing in the new year. So if you're able to come join us on Tuesday night, uh, we'll be here right up here in the sanctuary this coming Tuesday night. Deuteronomy chapter blessing. About Asher, he said, most blessed of sons is Asher. Let him be favored by his brothers, and let him bathe his feet in oil. The bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze, and your strength will equal your days. <laughs> Can I do that again? You're kind of going, well, that's kind of a strange verse to speak on, two verses here. Verse 24, about Asher, most blessed of sons is Asher. Let him be favored by your brothers, and let him bathe his feet in oil. The bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze, and your strength will equal your days. I really want to focus on the last line there. Your strength will equal your days. Think about that. Your strength will equal all your days. That's the blessing. It's the Asher blessing. Father, I just ask that you would help us to understand what your scripture is saying here. That, Lord, it's not simply a, a, um, a depiction of uh, a benediction but that, Lord, it speaks to your children this day. As you spoke it to your children then, we ask in your precious and holy name. Amen. Everybody say Asher. Asher. Okay, I want to talk about Asher. Asher's blessing, the name Asher is mentioned six times in the scriptures and I'm going to go through each of the six times because this benediction blessing, I'm going to kind of go before, I'm going to go after it, and then I'm going to circle back and hit this one again. So we have to understand what happened before if we're to know behind, if we're to understand it so that we can comprehend this particular passage of Scripture. So Asher, who is Asher? So Asher, if we go back, the first mention of Asher is spoken of in Genesis chapter 30. So there's Abraham. There's Jacob, Isaac, then, or sorry, the other way around, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And then you come to Jacob. Jacob has 12 sons. 12 sons of Jacob. He has 12 sons by four different women. And these 12 sons would compose of the 12 tribes of Israel. The second son of his mother, Zilpah, the eighth son of the father is Asher. He's the eighth of the 12 sons. And in Genesis chapter 30, verse 12, it gives the pronouncement of his birth. Verse 12. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, how happy I am. The women will call me happy. So she called him Asher. So, 
The word Asher in Hebrew, what do you think it might mean? It means happy. Okay, that's the t- it means happy. So Asher means happy. Now that's not a bad name to have. Happy. I don't know if I'd call my son happy, but to be called happy is a good thing. I mean, to be called sad would be worse. So happy. He was called happy. Not because he came out smiling. He was called happy because he made his mother happy. The first person in his life, he made her quite happy. So she, in her happiness, called him Asher. Asher in the Hebrew means happy. I call you happy. You will bring happiness. That's why she said it. You will bring happiness. Now, another word for happiness was joy, but happiness was actually more accurate. Another word is blessed, but happiness is actually more accurate. It's more than just blessed. It's more than just joyful. It's happy. This is the first reference to the words happy anywhere in Scripture. Is Asher. You will be called happy. You will bring happiness. Well, Jacob gets old, and he is soon to die. And so he gathers the boys around his deathbed. I can picture them propping him up in pillows. The 12 boys are all around his bed. He's soon going to pass away. He's an old man. This is found in Genesis 49, the second mention of Asher. Genesis 49. All the sons in the room, and he begins to speak a benediction prediction over them. And when he comes to Asher, it's a very short, but it's a special benediction. Record it in Genesis 49, 20. He says this, Jacob to Asher. He says, Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delicacies fit for a king. That was it. That was it. Now, I don't know if Jacob knew that maybe Asher had a green thumb. He was good in agriculture. We're not told. But what he has just spoken, he says, you will be the agricultural belt of all the boys. You will be abundantly prosperous in agriculture. And you will supply not only for your people, but you will supply for the king. You will not only have much, you will have richness in what you have. It will be the best that you supply. You will prosper. He predicted that over Asher. Well, Jacob dies. And 400 and 50 to 500 years now move on. And in that time, these 12 boys have had children, have had children, have had children, have had children. There's over a million of them now. Okay? Wives, kids, slaves, the whole pack. There's over, well over a million of them. They are now in the land of Egypt and they are slaves. And God calls up Moses to lead the people into a place called the deliverance and they would eventually get to their own land, their own space. It would be their own country. And on the way, they went into what was called the wilderness wanderings. And they would stay there, we know, for many years in the wilderness wanderings. And it was in the beginning of the wilderness years, Asher comes up again. So Moses is now on the scene. And Moses does a census of all the fighting men, basically the 12 tribes. And he goes down and found in Numbers chapter 1, verse 41, he comes to the tribe of Asher and he counts the fighting men and there were 41,500 young men strong enough to bear arms. 
And of course, there's wives and families beyond that. Now we go another generation later. Asher's mentioned again. We come to Numbers 26, 47. He's now ready. Moses is ready. The people of Israel, the 12 tribes, are about to go and to possess the land that God has given them. And in Numbers 26, 47, he does another census. The census of Asher has grown a little bit to 53,400. It's from 41,5. A generation later is 53,4. Nothing staggering. All the other tribes were similar in percentage-wise. Moses is about to hand the reins over to Joshua. But before he does, we're now in Deuteronomy 33. In Deuteronomy 33, Moses knows he cannot go into the, can, the, the land of Canaan. So he's turned it over to Joshua, but his last benediction, he does like a recap. He does something very similar as what happened back with Jacob. He calls the 12 tribes together, not the 12 sons, but they're tribes now. They're massive. He calls the 12 tribes together, and he begins to give his benediction over them. And again, it's somewhat similar. He is simply bringing back and fulfilling some of the things that were spoken of earlier comprised of Jacob's last words. So we pick it up in Genesis or in, in Deuteronomy 33. He's going down. He's praying for each tribe. And he comes to the happy tribe. Asher. He comes to the happy tribe. And he says this, and this is our text. He says this. About Asher, he says, most blessed of the sons is Asher. Now, none of the other sons got that. Most blessed of the sons is Asher. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him bathe his feet in oil. Now, this oil is not fossil oil, contrary to some who've tried to say that this was oil that fuels your cars. No, they were never blessed in that particular oil. The oil was olive oil. Remember, original blessing was the blessing on agriculture. So he would be blessed, he would be a happy he would bring happiness. He would be blessed in that he would be prosperous in agriculture. But now Moses hones in a bit more deeply. And he says, you will be blessed when it comes to oil. Your feet will bathe in oil. And he blesses them when it comes to the issue of oil. Moses dies. He's buried in an unmarked grave. The Israelites go into the land and they start into their battles. They conquer many nations, and they move into their promised land. Joshua is dividing up the land, and when he divides up the land, he gets to happy, the happy tribe, Asher. He gets to the happy tribe, and he gives them a strip of land. Interestingly enough, that if we were to take the map today and put it on that strip of land that they had then, it would be today's Hapha in northern Israel. You follow it up into southern Lebanon to the city of Tyre. It is the most fertile land in the world. That little strip of land. Abundant rains, mild temperatures, bountiful in provision. Asher, you will bring happiness. You will be blessed, prosper in the fruit of what you do. And you will bask, you will bask, your feet will splash with the abundance of oil. Now, oil is symbolic in the Bible. Oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. 
And there's pictures in this whole thing as we begin to unwrap the story of the blessings of Asher, that Asher would not only bring happiness, not only would be a person who would prosper, but he would be, this would be a people of the Holy Spirit. They simply wouldn't prosper in the things of this world, which they did. They would also prosper in the things of the Spirit. Now, wouldn't that be a great thing to have? Wouldn't that be a great legacy to leave? I mean, Moses, when he steps off the scene, you're thinking, this is is a good legacy. This is a good prediction, pronouncement, that you are pronouncing over me that the Holy Spirit, I I would bask in the Holy Spirit. Well, we come to... The last part of what Moses had spoken in verse chapter 33 of Deuteronomy, verse 25, he continues on. He says, your strength will equal your days. I'm going to come back to that one because that is our text. He predicts, your strength will equal your days. To me, that is, you can sit on that one all day long. God, and I've been praying this ever since I got a hold of this. I've been praying, God, let the strength equal my days. Let the strength of you equal my days. I like that prayer. You can mark that one down. It's a good one. Let your strength equal every day that I have. But he continued, verse 26. He goes on, he says, There is no one like the God of Jeshurun who rides across the heavens to help you and on the clouds of his majesty. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemies before you, saying, destroy them. Now, there's a number of elements in here. The first one I want to go to, there is no one like the God of Jeshurun. Jeshurun is not a God. Jeshurun is another, it's an affectionate name for the one true God. That's all it is. It's an affectionate name for the one true God. So there's not another God called Jeshurun out there somewhere. It's an affectionate name for the God of Israel. He says, There is no one like the God of Israel who rides across the heavens to help you and on the clouds of his majesty. The eternal God is your refuge. He's speaking to Asher. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemies before you. And actually, if you go back even a little bit before that, he even talks about how that, uh, that from Asher... He speaks that they would be a people that the the bolts and their gates would be iron and would be bronze. In other words, I will protect you. And And the message that Moses is speaking over them is multifold in that your days, your strength will equal your days. And secondly, the bolts and your gates speak of the city's protection will be iron and bronze, meaning every day of your life, don't worry about the enemy. The enemy will not overtake you. I'll be your protector. I'll look after you. I'm your refuge. I'm your portion. I'm your fortress. I'll look after you. Well, we go 14 centuries. 14 centuries later, Asher's mentioned again. It's now the New Testament. We come to our Christmas story. Luke chapter 2. And I was reading this past, well, a few weeks ago, I guess now. I was reading because when I put the Christmas Eve message together, I was talking about Simeon. And Simeon, when he got old in age, there was a prophecy that was given him when he was young that he would not die until his eyes beheld the Messiah. And so we talked about that this, just last Tuesday night. And we talked about how he ran to him and he proclaimed him as Lord. He worshipped him and, and he, before he would die. But there's a second person in this story who's also up there in years. And her name is Anna. It follows on the heels of Luke chapter 2 verses on Simeon's story comes Anna's story. And we pick it up in Luke chapter 2, verse 36, an elderly woman by the name of Anna. It says in verse 36, There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Peniel, the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after their marriage. 
and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. And coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God, spoke about the child to whom all were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna, did you note the very first part? She's from the tribe of Asher. Now we go way back when he was born, Genesis 30. You will make people happy. You will make people happy. Then we go to Genesis 49, spoken of the benediction. You will prosper. Fruit and prosperity will flow from you. We go to Moses when he speaks over him. That oil will flow. The oil of the grape will flow. The Holy Spirit will flow. And you will prosper. Speaks of the bolts and the gates of iron and bronze. That nothing will harm you. Spoken of that, that your, all the days of your life you will have strength. All the days of your life you will have strength. And here we have, here we have Anna. The fulfillment of everything that had been prophesied. When she went and saw Jesus, she picked up Jesus and she proclaimed. She was actually the first heralder of Christ that day. She proclaimed Christ. It says, the scripture here, I like what it says. Um, it says, uh, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption. In other words, she's going around, have you heard about him? Have you heard about him? Have you heard about him? She was bringing good news. She was bringing joy. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. And she began to proclaim it. And the scripture says how beautiful on the feet, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of them who bring good news. Filled with the Holy Spirit. You have a picture of her life. That early under her life she was married. And seven years of marriage, something happened to her husband. We're not told what. He died, disappears, we don't know. But then she remains widow until she's now 84 years old. That was not a pleasant thing. Most times they would be beggars. Most times they would be slaves. But not her. She's from the tribe of Asher. Not her. She's from the happy tribe. Not her. She's from the tribe that says you will prosper all the days of your life. Oh, no, not her. Because she's from the tribe that was spoken the word of the Lord saying all your days you will have strength. And so what did she do? She served in the courts of the Lord. Day and night she served in the courts of the Lord. She relished in the presence of God. She experienced the fullness of His presence. The Holy Spirit every single day, every single night, year after year, decade after decade, long into her old age, 84 years old. And now we pick up the end of the story of Asher. The end of the story is, you are most blessed. And she has that moment where she takes the Christ child and she begins to speak and proclaim Him to those who would listen. I have five lessons I've written down for myself. I put it in my journal. I'm going to give it to you. Five lessons I learned from the story of Asher. Number one, when we belong to Christ, we belong to a happy tribe. Amen. When we belong to Christ, we belong to, we are honorary members of the tribe of Asher when we have accepted salvation in Jesus. It's a happy tribe. It's a joyous tribe. We are most blessed. Second lesson I've grabbed from this is when we belong to Jesus, he is our prosperity and protection. He is my prosperity. 
when the world begins to tilt towards hell, picture that you have been held in the hands of God that will never forsake you. He is my protector. He is my provision. He said, bolts and gates are of iron and bronze. Third thing I've grabbed is we have a baby to introduce to this world. Now, he's not a baby anymore, but we have, we have someone we need to introduce to this world. And just as the Bible's final reference to Asher is a pronouncement of Christ, so is yours and mine. We're called to pronounce Christ to the world around us. I was talking to just somebody this morning, and, and they were stewing a little bit, thinking, this new year, we got to see people come to Christ. And I pray, oh God, lay that on our hearts. Matter of fact, that's really the theme of Tuesday night. Lay that on our heart. This past week, I, I, I picked up a book by Nikki Cruz called Holy Fire. Nikki Cruz, who David Wilkerson, Nikki Cruz, really the founders of Teen Challenge. And Nikki Cruz from The Cross and the Switchblade. And he wrote the book Run, Baby, Run. And he runs a production. He travels around the world. Uh, he was a gangster, saved at the age of 19, uh, head of a major gang in New York City. And, and what he has done for God is just, and I read this book called Holy Fire. And that book just lit me up. And I, I closed the book and, and, and I was contemplating, God, what at, when it comes to the end of life, the legacy is, is have we made a difference in helping people find Christ? Have we made a difference in doing that or not? And it might be on an assembly line in a factory. It might be sitting at an office cubicle. It might be doing wherever you finding yourself to do. But are we a part of people coming to Christ? Am I a part of this? And we have a baby to introduce to this world. That's what I learned from Asher. The fourth thing I learned from Asher is the Lord promises us strength equal to our days. Praise God. He promises you strength equal to your days. Anna was old, but she had enough strength equal to her days. Every day, God provided for her. And wherever you are, whatever you're facing, may those words resonate in your spirit. Strength equal to your days. You see, we have a tendency to measure life in the span of years. Uh, our birthdays are birthdays over what how old are you you'll give the year as a matter of fact we are slipping out of 2019 the year 2019 into year 2020 we think in terms of years god thinks in terms of days he thinks in terms of days the earth tilts 24 hour day spoken of 365 days a year he says his mercies are new every morning that's in a day every day Jesus would say, daily take up your cross and follow me. Daily. Not yearly, not monthly, weekly. Every day, take up your cross. Jesus would say, give us this day our daily bread. You see, God thinks in terms of days. And when he makes that promise, strength will equal your days. Today is a new day. And his strength will equal all that is before me today, whatever is in front of me. He will be my strength. And when I get up tomorrow morning... We can say it again. Your strength will equal my day again for today. And as Anna would testify at 84 years of age, she would testify in the midst of difficulty in her life, being a widow for most of her life, she will testify his strength equaled my days.
And number five, don't forget that beneath us are the everlasting arms. When Moses gave that benediction, he says, your strength will equal your days. And then he went on to predict to the tribe of Asher. He says, there is no one like the God of Jeshurun, no one like God. The one who rides across the heavens to help you on the clouds in his majesty. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. My arms are always there. Everlasting. Underneath. So, we conclude. You belong to the happy tribe. Turn to the person next to you and say, you belong to the happy tribe. Okay. You belong to the happy tribe. So therefore, therefore, be active in bringing joy to others. Next, God has said, I promise to protect, to prosper you. Next, he says, you will bathe your feet in the oil of his spirit. Oh, God, let it be. Bathe our feet in the oil of your spirit. And his message is a message of joy for the world as he apportions strength for every day of your life. Let's believe that. Let's make the Asher blessing our blessing. When I came across this story as I was studying the Christmas story, I thought that's what I want the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 to be, the Asher blessing, the blessing of all these things for me. And then I felt felt guilty because I was holding it to myself. I'll share it with the congregation that we might all have the Asherite blessing that his strength will be to all our days. Father in heaven, I thank you, God, that the promises that you gave a way back to the baby, a way back to the young man, a way back to the tribe, we see fulfilled in this woman, Anna, in the moment, that great moment as she comes out of the temple, out of the courtyards of the Lord, and beholds his majesty. Oh God, I pray that for every man and woman and teenager and child here today. That God, your Asher blessings be upon us. That Lord, we would embrace you. And that Lord, wherever we are, maybe we just need it to hear that God, your strength will equal our days. Maybe today we feel so weak. Maybe this week we have felt so weak. Maybe we feel so disqualified. But God, you said your strength will equal our days. So as I get up tomorrow morning, your strength will equal another day. As we get up the first morning of January 1st, 2020, your strength will equal one more day. And every day until you call us to be with you. So Lord, we say yes. Yes to your strength. Yes to your provision. Yes to your benediction over our lives. As part of the uh, honorary tribe of Asher, that God, that would be likewise us, your children, this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.